Experience the feeling of powder floating up to your goggles. Take in a sweeping panoramic view from atop a mountain ridgeline. Feel the thrill of laying an edge on perfect corduroy and arcing a sweeping turn. Relax in front of a crackling fireplace at the end of a great day on the mountain. Welcome to Inside the Mountain Collective, the podcast series that takes you on a journey to the dream destinations included on the Mountain Collective Pass. Each episode will take you on a collective trek, visiting two or more resorts, giving you local insights into how to maximize your Mountain Collective Pass and to explore some of the sport's most exhilarating destinations. Check it out today at mountaincollective.com. Now join us on a collective trek with our local guides on Inside the Mountain Collective. The Lake Tahoe region is packed with great ski areas, but one of the coolest is tucked away along I-80 and Donner Summit, just west of Truckee. With its historic charm, touches of Austrian character and Bavarian styling, and tons, tons of snow, Sugar Bowl offers an exhilarating experience this year for your collective trek. Sugar Bowl is a rare gem. It's family-owned since 1939 with a dozen lifts. It is a fiercely independent mountain formed nearly a century ago, emanating out of Austrian roots in the California Sierra. Sugar Bowl is an easy drive along I-80 from either Reno or Sacramento, and it's a perfect spot to spend a couple of days with your Mountain Collective Pass. For a tour of Sugar Bowl, Inside the Mountain Collective connected with local skier and television personality, Dina Kupfer. Dina grew up in Reno, skiing and riding all across the Sierras. Now a TV star in Sacramento, she and her family continue to gravitate to Sugar Bowl. Dina will start us out quickly, hitting some of Sugar Bowl's steep big mountain runs and give us a guide to everything from insider tips on the mountain to her favorite place to grab a local beer. So click over to SugarBowl.com, get your trail map in front of you, and buckle in for the ride as we join television personality Dina Kupfer for a ride around Sugar Bowl. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside the Mountain Collective. I'm Tom Kelly, your host, and with us today, Dina Kupfer. And Dina's going to take us on a trip to Sugar Bowl, her favorite resort. Dina, thanks for joining us on Inside the Mountain Collective. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. You know, I have been to Sugar Bowl before. It's been a while, so I'm going to count on you as the guy. But what's the vibe like there at Sugar Bowl in, in California, kind of another one of the great Tahoe resorts? Yeah, you know, I would say Sugar Bowl is probably what the great ski resorts of the Lake Tahoe area were decades ago, and it still has that small mountain vibe as far as the community and the locals resort. But it's really a hidden gem because there's big mountain skiing there. And so I feel like it's not overrun with a lot of people who, you know, aren't from the area. I think it's a very small minded resort where we we want to keep it kind of that special hidden gem up in the Sierra that doesn't get super busy and it's always open on a powder day even in storm days and so that's what's great about it it's not huge but the terrain plays big and I think that's what is just so special about it it's an awesome mountain yeah, it really is. And it's a little bit off the beaten path compared to some of the others. So we're going to tell you a lot more about it. Let's learn a little bit more about you. I know that your day job is a television commentator right now for CBS in Sacramento. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the sport. I actually 
grew up in the Reno Tahoe area. And so we were always around snow growing up in the winters. My husband and I are weekend warriors mostly. We live in the Bay Area now, just outside of basically between Sacramento and San Francisco. And I fell in love with skiing through him. <laughs> he actually, when we met, I was a snowboarder and he was like, that's not going to work. So he bought me skis for our first Christmas and then the rest was history. So we just, we try to get up as much as we possibly can along with the rest of the Bay Area on the weekends. And we discovered Sugar Bowl long ago when we were still living in the Reno Tahoe area. And it's just stayed our favorite resort, especially on a busy storm weekend. A lot of the other resorts can get pretty packed and pretty fast. And I feel like as long as you're up early enough, Sugar Bowl is just, it's always delivered every time we've ever gone there. And even though it's, you know, not packed with a bunch of shops and villages, I think that's why it is so special because you want to ski when you go there and that's pretty much it. That's that there's not a whole lot else to do. So the people who are there just, we like to ski and snowboard and, and that's what you get when you go there. So Dina, did you actually start as a snowboarder? I did. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anyone that who's a big skier. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. You've come back to the good side, I guess. So, uh, but, but they're both great forms to enjoy the outdoors and tell us a little bit about how you, I mean, what got you started originally? Did a friend bring you along or what, what, what got you on snow? On, in a snowboard, it was friends in Reno. There, my parents are not outdoorsy, so it was just friends growing up. You know, we would go up on the weekends occasionally, a couple of different resorts around the Reno Tahoe area, and it was such an easy drive. So in the winter, it was just the activity you did growing up. I mean, I didn't go a ton when I was younger because I had to rent the gear. I didn't own a lot of my own. But then when I met my husband and we started investing in the good gear and just making frequent trips, getting the season passes. And then actually the mountain collective really got us into a couple of different big mountains. And we did a lot of traveling with skiing. And that was kind of my first introduction to going to Idaho and a bunch of other spots. So yeah, we, once I started, I was hooked and I'm probably a bigger skier than, you know, I don't want to say I'm bigger than my husband because he would kill me for that, but I'm as big a skier as him now. But the first time he took me, actually, we were in a different resort up in Tahoe. He brought me right to the top of a black diamond and he's like, you're gonna have to get down this. And I did. So <laughs> from then we just kept going and, and it's been a true love of mine. And now I am addicted. It is in the bloodline. <laughs> well, it's good to hear you're also a mountain collective pass experienced skier. It is. It's one of the cool things about the pass is that it is good at multiple areas. You get a couple of days at a whole variety of resorts around the U.S. and Canada and actually overseas too. But it was a, was that a motivation for you to take a big ski trip a few years ago? Yeah, we got a truck camper and we decided just to, you know, go around to as many of the resorts as we could fit in back when there were, you know, a few limitations on the number of days. So we were trying to time out the storms and, and where the best snow is falling. And I think that's what's really great about a pass like this is you can follow the snow and you can have access to these mountains that might not be in your backyard, but that might be where the storm's going. And so it did bring us to, I think, we did six straight days of skiing and we, I think, went to four different resorts that day, that trip. And it was just my introduction into learning how to adapt to different mountains and different terrain. And in the beginning, it was a little intimidating because you really get used to your home mountain. But 
that really opened the door to me wanting to explore so much more. And so I have the Mountain Collective to thank for that, actually. <laughs> awesome. It's good to hear. Let's talk about Sugar Bowl. I think the first thing is telling people where it is. It's a little bit off the beaten path from some of the traditional Tahoe resorts that folks may be familiar with, but it is right smack dab on I-80. So I know you're coming at it from the West, from the Sacramento side, but give folks a little bit of an understanding of where Sugar Bowl is in the Tahoe area. Yeah. So if you're coming from the Sacramento side, it's about an hour and a half drive, I would say, from Sacramento. And then from the Reno side, it's about a 45-minute drive to an hour. And it's it's on Interstate 80, right off of the highway, almost at where the peak of the snow crests. And then the snow really starts to taper off once it gets beyond the mountains of Sugar Bowl. And so a lot of the big storms get all the way up to this western side of the Sierra, right by Donner Summit. And then sometimes they dissipate once they pass. And so Sugar Bowl actually gets slapped with a lot of the really big dumps early in a storm. The elevation at the top is somewhere around 8,300 feet. And the driving summit at Donner Summit gets up to about 7,200 feet. And so getting up there can be tricky because Interstate 80 and California driving is not the easiest, I think, for a lot of people coming from the Bay Area. We don't operate like other states. We have chain controls and they will shut down the roads, unfortunately here. But we have found that if you head up really, really early and beat the traffic, it's one of the most convenient resorts to get to because it is closest to the Sacramento area other than Boreal. And then, you know, if you wanted to keep going up toward Truckee, it's just another 20 minute drive. And that's where all of the local shops are, the small shops, the coffee shops, the food. So it's really not far from where the hustle and bustle is. But Sugar Bowl itself is tucked into a community where there's really not a whole lot going on, which is what's, I think, nice about it. It's, it's, it's a mountain for being able to go out, cross country ski, ski and snowboard, do a little hiking. And, and that's kind of what you go for. So if you're flying in, you want to use your Mountain Collective Pass at Sugar Bowl, you really have options in both Reno and Sacramento, right? Yes, absolutely. And both the Reno and the Sacramento airports are so easy. It's a quick hop on the freeway to get right over. And I actually think both airports play really well. They're really easy to get to and from. Transportation is pretty easy to get to and from them. But both airports are probably equally as accessible. Reno might be slightly closer when it comes to drive times. In terms of lodging, what is there right at Sugar Bowl and what are some of the options in the area? So I guess that's the only tricky thing. And I think that's why Sugar Bowl is such a locals resort is there's not a bunch of big mainstream hotels right there next to Sugar Bowl. But if you did have a car, if you were renting a vehicle or if you were making the drive to, to come visit, Truckee is a great area where there's a lot of lodging, lots of hotels, lots of places to stay, Airbnbs, VRBOs, that sort of thing. In Sugar Bowl proper, there is a an old historic lodge, which is actually super sweet. I've never stayed there. I have friends who have. I've seen the inside of the rooms. They're, you know, kind of antiquated, but it's cool in that way. There's a lot of charm. There's a lot of character. And it's an old historic building. And you're right there for the morning. So you just ski and ski out. There's not a ton of rooms. And so if you can land one, you'd be pretty lucky. There is also some Airbnb and VRBO options nearby and Serene Lakes too. So that's the only thing is there's nothing like directly on the mountain 
but that's kind of the charm of it at the same time. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, that's my recollection of the place, that it is really a fun place. It's a little bit of solitude. There's a little bit of Alta characteristic there, if you're familiar with Alta, and I know yes. most skiers are, but it's just a yes. really fun old resort. Now, let's yeah. get up on the mountain. So what okay. I like to do on Inside the Mountain Collective is let's pretend you've got friends in town. They're intermediate skiers. They have never been there before. You're going to take them up on the mountain. What's going to be their first morning up on the hill at Sugar Bowl? So it depends on if they are interested in going a little bit into the off-piece terrain. If they are comfortable skiing off of the groomers, then I would take them up the Lincoln chair first. And if all the gates are open, that's where you're going to find a lot of the really good back, not backcountry skiing. There is backcountry access, but some of the, you know, off the groomed run skiing. If they are not quite comfortable with starting at, you know, that level right away, the black diamonds and the double black diamonds, I would take them up the Disney nose. And on the Disney side, there are some really wonderful groomers. There's some really fun pitches. If you're coming down off of Mount Disney, Skiers Right actually is one of the most fun groomers in the beginning of the day. That's East Face. Sometimes they don't groom it when it's a big powder day, which is actually really, really fun. But the pitch of that run is awesome. That's East Face. And then if it is a big powder day, a little bit more uh, up the mountain from that would be Nancy's Pilar and Sugar Bowl itself. And those are such fun zones to drop into if you can get there early. If you're one of the first chairs, that's one of my favorite spots to go to because often on the Lincoln side, the, the upper mountain sometimes doesn't open right away because they're bombing it in the mornings. So the Disney side there where Sugar Bowl is and Nancy Pilar is, that's always really fun when the gates open. So this is going up the Disney Express, which is a high-speed quad, right? Correct. Okay, and you've got some really good options on both skiers left and skiers right getting off that chair. Now, I'm, I'm curious a little bit, what is the Disney connection? You know, I think that, if I remember right, Disney wanted to make a ski resort. And so I'm pretty sure there is a connection there with Disney. And one of the first chairlifts ever in the state of California at a ski resort is actually there on Sugar Bowl, one of the oldest chairlifts. And so you can actually see that as you're going up the Disney Express chair. It's basically the path of the original chair. And it, they still keep it there as a monument, which is pretty cool to see. So if you get off the Disney Express and you take a right, that's the other side of what you recommended for the East Face. You have an yep. opportunity to ski Donald Duck. I mean, Donald it's Duck. just everybody's going to want to ski Donald Duck. <laughs> and that's actually a great zone. So sometimes they groom it, sometimes they don't. But either way, that's a great zone to drop into. And then it's going to take you down to Lonesome Pine. And then you can take that traverse back to the mountain or back to the chair, rather, the Disney chair. But Donald Duck is always fun dropping into some of the trees there into Eagle. And then even if you if you took the Disney Ridge a little bit longer and you tried to go all the way down to Disney Nose and dropped off the front, that's actually the run you see from the lift as you're heading up the mountain. That one's really fun too. And there's some really great pockets in between the trees there of some pretty steep powder, but it does get tracked up fast. So you have to certainly get there early because I think everyone knows that that's where the goods are. <laughs> well, let's go back over to the Mount Lincoln Express. The bottom terminal is a little bit up from the base area. So how do you get up to the Lincoln Express? So usually what we would do so we don't waste a run is we park there where the Disney Lodge is. It's really cool, actually. When you when you get to Sugar Bowl, there's a super old four-seater Gandhi, and it's the original. And so you get in it. It's a little rickety. 
makes a lot of noise. The doors close kind of harsh. It's really tiny, but it's honestly, I think what sets Sugar Bowl apart from the rest, that's where the old charm starts when you get greeted onto the mountain. You take that all the way to the lodge there. And then once you get out of the lodge, now you're on this side of the mountain. So you would hop onto the Disney Express chair. If you want to get over to Lincoln, I would take East Face or any of those upper zones. So Sugar Bowl, Nancy's Coolar, if those are open, if the gates are open, you can get some powder in there, go in through the glades, and then head down to the bottom of Mount Lincoln from that side. If you go too far right, you're going to end up back on the Disney chair. A quick way to get to Lincoln, if if you wanted to not have a run in for the day, is just to take the Knob Hill you know, green chair, but that's kind of wasting a run. So you would take Disney up, ride down East Face, get to the bottom of Lincoln, and then head up that way. You know, just looking at the trail map, and folks, I do encourage you to follow along. Just go to the Sugar Bowl website, and you can pick up the trail map and follow along as Dina and I take a tour of the mountain. This is definitely a skier or rider's mountain. You can have some real fun up here. I'm going to ask you in a minute to talk about some of the blue trails, but right now, let's just go back up the Mount Lincoln Express, and it looks like you've got some really incredible options up there. We talked about a few of them earlier, but for somebody that really wants to get their legs going, what are some other options off the top of the mountain, off of Mount Lincoln? All right. So there's, you have two options. You can get right into those double blocks there off of the top where you would head up, get to the top of Lincoln, make a right. And that's where you're at the summit. That's basically as high as you can get. Right. So then you drop into some of those shoots right off the top. But if you traverse all the way over, you see where the 58 is. So if you traverse all the way over and then get into hidden gully, there are some steep shoots. Some of them can get you if it's too early in the season or there's not enough enough snow, you're going to have a couple of drops getting back down. But when the snow really fills into those shoots, they're all skiable. I've only been able to ride the Palisades on two different days because they don't always open. And those are steep shoots. I would say that's some of the gnarliest skiing and riding you're going to have in the Lake Tahoe area. And it's at Sugar Bowl. I don't think people realize the fingers of the Palisades can be super, super technical, really, really tricky. But when the snow is there, when they're filled in, that is one of the most iconic spots to ski and ride in the Tahoe area, I would say. Very much an expert run if you're going to try to get over to the Palisade zone, and they're not always open. So there's that, especially on the Abbey days, you're not going to find that open. But if you don't head to skiers right, or rather off the lift to the right, that would be skiers left. If you don't go that direction, you can actually head over to Roller Pass. And that's another one of my favorite spots. So you would go up Mount Lincoln, you would drop into Ralph's Run, and Ralph's Run is a blue run. And when it's a storm day, they don't always groom it. And if you hit up that, early, like first or second run of the of the day at the very start of the resort opening, that is a great pitch. And it is so smooth. If you want to hit up an easy powder run on, you know, what is groomed underneath, take Rob's run over and then get into roller pass and roller pass is all the way over to the left. If you're looking at the trail map, that zone is awesome. It's, it's kind of one of those places where once you get into it, you're really on your own. You're really, you, you really do have to know the area to be able to get back out. But there are some fun lines that you can go through the trees there. And then you can circle back down and kind of traverse through and get back to Lincoln and then just do laps all day. Cool. I want to go back to Ralph's run. Darren Ralph's good okay. friend of mine, world champion Darren ski Ralph. racer, Olympic yep. downhiller. How come Darren's only got a blue run and not a black run? <laughs> I just talked to Darren a couple of days ago about the the Warren Miller film. 
you know, we have to ask him why he didn't get his double black diamond at Sugar Bowl. <laughs> we'll have to bug him about that. Okay, Dina, let's mellow it out a little bit. Looking now over at the Jerome Hill Express and the Mount Judah Express over on skiers left looking up at the mountain. Tell us about those areas a little bit tamer over there. Yeah, so the Judah side is really the side that you want to park on. I mean, either direction, you can go with families, but the Judah side is where a lot of the kid zones are. That's where you're going to find some of the more mellow terrain. That's where the bigger lodges for lunch. And so if the kids are getting cold, if it's a storm day, there's not a lot of places to go for reprieve. And so the Judah Lodge is a great spot for that. That's where a lot of the parking is too. So once you get to that side of the mountain and you're on the Judah Lodge if you or Judah side, if you want to stay there, Jerome Hill Express actually has some really fun terrain on a power day. And when, you know, Disney, if they're going to have a wind hold or if it's Abbey Danger and they're bombing or something and they're not opening Disney, starting over on the Judah side and going up the Jerome Hill Express chair, those trees, if you take that Pioneer Trail, kind of that ridge line down and then drop in to where Steamers is, Donner's Way is. They can be short-lived when you get down to that section, but that's some really fun, steep terrain. And on a powder day, the pitch is really great too. So do not, you know, write off Jerome Hill Express, especially if it's a day where it's storming and they're not opening the Disney side yet. You can get some laps in there. Usually they'll open those, those lifts first until they get everything bombed. A lot of variety on this mountain, and it's been fun to take this tour. But the one area we have not talked about yet is the Crow's Nest Peak. And give us a little sense of that, a little bit removed from the rest of the mountain, but it looks like that's also a ton of fun. So Crow's is one of the best spots to be once it opens. There are some incredible glades over on that side. That's definitely all going to be expert terrain. And so there's not a ton that's groomed over there. So you have to, once you drop in, you're kind of committed. So just know that. But Crow's doesn't always open. And when it does, it's usually so good. If it's a low viz day, that's a good spot to be because there's a lot of trees. And so you can ride the trees all day over on that side. Uh, the crow's nest glades. If you look at the right side of the lift, you basically get off the lift. You have to do a little trickery to get over to the glades. And there's a little bit of traversing and, and trying to kind of get through the back of the, that top of the summit. But once you get into the glades, you can ride that all the way down almost to where the cross-country ski track is. And then you do have to do a little bit of traversing or hiking to get back to the crow's nest chair. So just a warning there, if you don't cut in early enough, there can be some creeks and some challenging spots to cross. So if you get all the way down to the bottom and you're too low, you might have to you know, take off the skis and, and do a little hiking or just bring the skins if you need to. But usually you don't have to resort to skins at that section of the mountain. But that's a really fun spot to be, especially on a storm day with low biz, just because the tree skiing is awesome in there. Yeah, it looks really cool over there. Okay, at some point, we're going to need to take a break. The the dining and, and take a break opportunities, they're all down at the various base areas, right? Yes, exactly. Yep, there's nothing mid-mountain, nothing at the top. Give us a little rundown on the base areas and what we can expect to find there if we want to go in and get a cup of coffee or get a pizza or whatever. Yeah, so down on the Disney side, that's typically where we go. The lodge is great if you're looking for, you know, they have some of the sandwiches and salads to go. They've got the pizza, they've got the fries and all of that over on the Judah side. But if you're an adult, you're looking for a little early apres, you're looking to, if it's, you know, wet and you and you want to come in and dry off and warm up, the Belt Room Bar over on the Disney side is great. So that's usually where we'll go. We'll get a sugar bowl beer. We'll get a, we'll get a burger. We'll get some fries. They have a really good chili 
And, you know, you can spend 30 minutes to 45 minutes there kind of just fueling up your body and then get right back on Disney. It's so convenient, which is great because you don't want to spend a ton of time trying to make yourself, you know, crawl down the mountain to try to get to a place to eat. It's very conveniently located at the bottom of the lift that you're probably going to want to be on anyway. And then also actually over on the Lincoln side, at the bottom of Lincoln, there is a spot that you can get some grub too. But that's not always open. It just depends on what part of the season you go in and and if it's a busy weekend and they have it staffed. So I'm exhausted just thinking about a ski day with you. Are you one of those that gets there early <laughs> and skis right to lift closing? Sure am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the good thing about Sugar Bowl actually is, you know, a lot of people like to get there early and then leave for the day. But you can always find fresh powder at Sugar Bowl. I feel like we'll be there a couple days after a storm and you can still find some good stuff. And so that's the benefit of, of being able to stay at the resort all day is you can still find all the fresh stashes that people leave behind. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, let's, let's talk about Opry a little bit. And I know there's not a lot going on at Sugar Bowl. It's a kind of a small place and you want to get out and about. Truckee is a fantastic little town. Give us a little rundown on what we can find if we go out to Truckee for the evening. Yeah, Truckee is awesome. It has a very, you know, that quintessential postcard vibe of like a little downtown, the train goes through it, there's one street, there's no stoplights, and you just, it's walkable in basically any season of the year. And it's not huge, but there are a lot of different local businesses packed in there. So they've got, you know, the restaurants that are more stopping with all the ski gear on after a, after a long day, grab a burger, grab a beer. It's all very casual. I feel like that's the great thing about the Reno Tahoe area and Truckee is it's not super hoity-toity and, and everyone's pretty laid back. There are some really nice restaurants that you can make reservations at, really good steakhouses. But overall, I think the vibe in the Truckee area is walk in with all of your, your gear on and you're going to be welcomed. But you'll find Italian restaurants, you're going to find burger restaurants, you're going to find a couple of really great pizza spots, great coffee. I think there's like five different local coffee shops now all right there nested in the downtown village. And so you definitely will find what you're looking for, just that strip in Truckee. It gets really busy because that's kind of where everybody goes after all the ski resorts are done and you know the lifts shut down for the day. But it is a really fun place to be, especially around the holiday season with the lights. It's just quintessential mountain town cool village. Yeah. I'm getting excited to get out there this winter. I want to thank you for taking the time. We're going to wrap it up with our collective dreams segment. I've got some short, quick questions for you to wrap things up here. First of all, and, and I know this is always a tough one, but do you have your favorite sugar bowl groomer first? Your favorite sugar bowl groomer? I will say Rolf's Run. Rolf's Run. Darren, check that out, okay? Rolf's <laughs> Run, that's your uh, favorite groomer. How about your favorite powder stash, or at least the one that you're going to give away to our listeners? Ooh, I'll say check out Sugar Bowl. It's in the name. Sugar Bowl's good. There's a couple more up my sleeve, but I've already kind of given those away. So you have yeah. to go back and listen to the old interview. Yeah, there's a lot of detail here. So get your notes out, get the trail map and just check them off. Sugar Bowl that she refers to as the Sugar Bowl run at the Sugar Bowl ski area. How about your best cup of coffee option in the morning? So if you're heading up the hill, your options are kind of limited because at Sugar Bowl itself, there's like a little coffee shop, but there's not going to be a ton around there unless you're stopping in Truckee first or in the Sacramento area first. But once you get up there in Truckee, 
there's the coffee bar, there's damn good coffee. So there's a couple different spots if you're coming from the east from Reno to stop on your way to Sugar Bowl. How about best pizza in the area? I love Village Pizza. That's also right outside of Truckee. Awesome. How about your favorite local craft beer? Gosh, that's a hard one. It's becoming harder every year. I know. The Sugar Bowl beer is great. And they do have a couple of different hazy IPAs on tap at Sugar Bowl and the Belt Room Bar. So you've got to try those too, because a lot of that comes from the Sacramento area and it's, a, it's all local. So you got to try it. And the Belt Room Bar is right at uh, Disney Base? Disney Base, yeah. Awesome. How about your most memorable Sugar Bowl moment? Palisades. Palisades, yeah. Palisades. And you don't, you don't get to do that that often, right? No. And that was one of those, the skis were flexed at the top and I was standing there for a little bit too long. And so I let the, the, you know, flutter of the heart sink in for, I think longer than I needed to before I finally dropped in, but standing at the top and just looking down and realizing how narrow that shoot is. I was like, how do I have to straight line this? How am I supposed to get down this without, I can't make any turns. So once you drop, you're committed, but I will never forget the the two days we had in the Palisades because you just don't get those very often. So your husband unleashed a monster when he got you on skis, didn't he? <laughs> Our honeymoon, we went heli skiing in New Zealand and I of tore course. my ACL and meniscus and I told the doctor, whatever I have to do to get back. And we did. We got back. <laughs> Good for you. Last question. Describe Sugar Bowl in just one word. What does Sugar Bowl mean to you in one word? It's always a tough question. Yeah, I would say it's kind of two words, but I'm going to bunch it as one. Locals Mountain. Locals Mountain. (laughs) I love it. Dina Kupfer, thank you so much for sharing your love of Sugar Bowl with our listeners here on Inside the Mountain Collective. Thank you so much for having me. That was a super fun chat. And if you're out there at Sugar Bowl this winter, look for Dina. She'll be the one whooping it up. Off of Lincoln. Thank you very You'll much. Hear me going, Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! We'll see you this season. Thanks to Dina Kupfer for the mountain tour of Sugar Bowl and watch for her up in the mountain this winter and see if you can keep up with her. For your collective trek this winter, consider a trip to Sugar Bowl for a couple days skiing or riding on your mountain collective pass. Stay at the hotel at Sugar Bowl featuring old world charm with a hint of European flair or you can find plenty of additional lodging in nearby Truckee. You can learn more at sugarbowl.com. That's sugarbowl.com. Thanks for joining us on Inside the Mountain Collective. Watch for more episodes coming up soon. I'm your host, Tom Kelly, and I'll see you up in the mountain this winter. Are you ready to build your own collective trek? The Mountain Collective Pass is your ticket to multi-resort skiing or riding. Get yours today at mountaincollective.com. You'll get two days at each participating resort, plus 50% off additional days. It is the perfect pass to take just one trip and be able to ski or ride at multiple resorts. Build your own collective trek today. I'm your host, Tom Kelly. Thanks for listening, and make sure to subscribe to get every episode delivered directly to you. Watch for more episodes of Inside the Mountain Collective, and I'll see you on the mountain.